Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Desire Talks podcast. I did it again. I mumbled. I said, welcome back to Desire Talks. I need to pronunciate that. Welcome back to the Desire Talks podcast. I need to be better at that, don't I? Well, I am your host, Ethan Bradbury, a.k.a. Mr. Britain X, a.k.a. you'll find me on OnlyFans with that username. Give me a search, you know, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, go check out. <laughs> anyway, today we have a special guest from the States. Yeah, well, his name's Boston Jock, so I'm hoping he's from the States anyway. Otherwise, I'm just an idiot. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I know he's from the States. He is actually coming to fly over to meet me because I'm such a special person. And now he's coming to my my event, my desire events for content creators, um, which honestly we've had a couple of them now. I've drawn a blank then. Uh, and they are amazing. And it's such a good working, like net, good networking possibility. You know, you get to meet loads of other people and it's just a good laugh. We all socialize. Some people do content and then, we all just go out in town and just get absolutely smashed because that's the way we roll. <laughs> so anyway, let's get him on, Boston Jock. Right, everyone, so here we have Boston. Uh, say hello to everyone. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so Boston Jock, I'm assuming I've got in with that's location and obviously the Jock stereotype. Um, how do you want me to refer to you as... You can use Ken. That's fine. Ken, cool. <laughs> Ken, well, Ken's good. Yeah. All right. So all the way through, um, all the way through, I'll just refer to you as Ken. But everyone, if you go into social media, search Boston Jock because that's where you're going to find him. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself. Um, obviously, I live in Boston. Um, I just moved here a couple of years ago. I was in the Navy for 16 years. And so this is kind of where I landed when I got out of it. Um, and I've been doing the content creating thing for like two years now. So that's, that's been exciting. Um, but in that, like I work for the electric company, I have a day job kind of, you know, the, the Clark Kent thing where uh, trainer by day and content creator by night. So it's, okay. uh, it's fun. <laughs> so were you a COVID only fans? So you said two years ago, that was roughly the lockdown start. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, so so I did a lot of solo stuff during that time. Um, it was kind of like you know solo stuff in the house or um, like go out to the local park or something like that. Um, by park, we've got a nature reserve right behind my house, a lot of nice. walking trails and that kind of stuff. So um, lots of secluded areas to go, and and I did some like nature stuff out there. But um, I was also one of the ones, one of those people that like throughout COVID, I was I did start collaborating with with people um, that I, you know, had within my circle of, of, um, kind of circle of trust circle of, you know, people that like we would hang out together, even though maybe it wasn't the mm. most socially responsible or acceptable thing. Oh, don't worry. I'm not judging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's got their different stances on it and now we're coming out the other end of COVID, aren't we? And I think governments are just kind of going, yeah, we, we, we went a little bit OTT. <laughs> Well, you know, at the end of the day, it was it was new to everyone, wasn't it? You know, we had to do what we yeah. had to do. Um, so obviously you've been doing this two years and you've got your day job still. How would you find that as a balance? <laughs> it it gets interesting sometimes. Um, like my so my bosses wouldn't care um if they found out, if they knew about it. It's not something I advertise, but um 
it, it can make for a long day when you when you do a, an eight hour shift and then um, go and do like last so last Friday I, I did I worked a full day um, I work so for like 5 30 a.m to 2 30 p.m and then um, I got off shift I went to the gym worked out for an hour and then I actually worked an event last Friday I, I worked a bachelor party um, oh cool so I went I went a uh, couple of, of gay guys getting married. Um, they had their bachelor party. So I went and I was the entertainment for the bachelor party uh, for like five hours. And then I got to go home. Um, so it can make for, it can make for a long day sometimes. So that I didn't realize you did that. So other than content creation, you actually do event things. So what, what kind of thing did you do at the bachelor party? Um, so I, I don't really strip per se, cause I don't have, um, I have all the grace of a water buffalo. Uh, I can't <laughs> dance and take my pants off at the same time. It just doesn't work. So like um, I, I, I went and I was basically their butler or their um, you know, bartender. So like yeah. my, my sole purpose at the party was to make drinks for the two grooms. Um, but also every like 15 minutes or so, I would wander off and then I'd come back with one less article of clothing. Um, so like the shirt came off, but it, like, so when I, when I showed up, I had like a bow tie on with a dress shirt, vest, um pants dress shoes towel on my arm and then like i came back without the, the dress shirt on uh, but i still had the vest and the bow tie and, the, and like the stripper cuffs um and then like i'd wander off again and the vest left and then i wander off again the, the pants went away but i had like shorts on and then i kind of came back with just a jock strap um so by the end of the night i was running around in you know a pair of like chuck taylor shoes a jock strap and a bow tie um making drinks Thanks. for the grims and Sounds quite fun, yeah, actually. So how long have you been doing that then? Have you been doing that longer than the content or has that been since? No, that's only been like the last couple of months I started doing, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. It's my, my focus has been on the, the content creating kind of stuff and that that led into this where um, one of my fans asked if I would work a private event and uh, it, that took some thinking and like, okay, am I comfortable with this? Is, is that something that I, that I really want to do? And then, you know, so I kind of made that transition to, you know, also doing private events. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, it's been a very recent thought of my, my own. Um, Cause one of my friends last year, he, he done the whole butler in the buff thing and that was pretty much his job and he loved it. But every Friday, every Saturday, always booked up. Um, but he just seems to get a kick out of it. He just said it was so much fun. Um, personally, I, I will not sacrifice my weekends any more than I have done in life. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've worked in the fitness industry for, for years before. Now I don't do that anymore. And that kind of industry just ruins your social life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You, you were saying before you were in the Navy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so that were, social life. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I can I'm preaching to somebody who was getting shipped off for months and months. Um, so you obviously I actually introed saying that you're coming over to the UK soon. Um yes. when you're in the Navy, I believe you came over here quite a bit as well. Yeah, so I spent quite a bit up uh, quite a bit of time up in Scotland, uh Helensboro. Uh we pulled in there a lot, and then I actually spent a couple of weeks over in um both Portsmouth and then a couple of weeks in Plymouth. Um, doing like an exchange program. Uh, I trained with the, the British Royal Navy for a while, um, doing submarine escape stuff down in Gosport. Um, so I, I did spend some, some time over there. Um, it was always in a, you know, military capacity where I was, was with my unit or with, you know, the, the military. So I didn't really get a chance to like go meet people. Um, so this will be kind of a different experience for me flying over, 
um, coming up to Liverpool the, in London and, and that kind of stuff. So, cool, um, cool. Um, yeah. The reason I was going into that is, you know, the whole the force is isn't quotation marks very gay, <laughs> LGBT. Yes, you know, I've heard very many a story of a lot of naughty antics going on in the forces. Would would you agree that happens? Oh yes. Um, so it's it's one of those interesting like dual scenarios where you get the the impression that the military is very anti-gay or at least not the most gay friendly. Um, and then and that's true in a lot of ways. Um, but then at the same time, you have like you know you, you get a, a, a unit of people going out. Um, stuck in either you know a, a, a wilderness environment or they're stuck like for me it was inside of a submarine um, tin can throw it underwater and you get a bunch of dudes stuck in there for a length of time together people have some loosening morals or some you know curiosities they want to explore um, and so there's there's always somebody willing to help you explore or relieve a little stress or you know whatever the case is so I, I definitely know of um, some some antics that have occurred and some you know people that i never thought would hook up with a dude that hooked up with a dude uh, while we were out you know deployed hmm. i can imagine it's either one extreme to other is it like when like you were first exploring your sexuality as like a teenager where you're like hey mate do you want to watch some porn together and then it kind of escalates from there or it was just literally a whole Oh yeah, Gary down in the in the such and such room. He's he's offering out blowjobs. Right? <laughs> I can't imagine. It, how... it usually starts as more of a joke, um, no. you know. A lot like a lot of times it's a it's a joke or like you know, man, I haven't you know I haven't gotten off in like three weeks because you know because we've been gone for three weeks and I, you know, I could really use a blowjob. And someone's like, well, haha, I'll give you a blowjob. Like, wait, what? Uh, joking. Unless you really want one. Yeah, I'll take one. Like, so it goes from there. You know, you kind of you get a feel for somebody and, you know, and the longer you're, you know, we're out, the longer we're away from home, the more people get sexually frustrated and, you know, like, I'm so sick of beating off. Like, well, I could help you out with that. Or like, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's usually, or you just walk around the corner and find someone beating themselves off and you're like, um, can some help with that. <laughs> so yeah, I went into that because I just, I thought, I've, I've never really discussed this with someone. I bet you the audience like, oh my God, this actually happens. I bet they don't even know, but yeah, it does. It no, it really happens. Does. It happens. <laughs> yeah. All right then. So let's get back onto your content. Um, so you've been doing it obviously two years. You've said you do collabs. You've done like a lot of solo. You've done outdoors. If I was to sign up to your page, yeah, what would I expect? Would it be... Is it to do page view content? Is it all on your wall? Is it very vanilla? Does it go into kink? <laughs> so um, the vast majority of all of my stuff is open with the single subscription price. Um, the only time I really do a pay-per-view content is when I film with somebody who also does that. Ah, okay. Um, so so I tend I tend to follow the lead of who I'm filming with. Um, so like there's a, a Canadian couple that I film with, uh, Ryan and Chad. I've done a, a few different collabs with them. And so they, they like to do pre-releases. Um, so I'll do, I follow suit with them. We'll do a pre-release like a month out where we'll put the video out for say $7.99 as a, as a paid you know, pre-release. You wait the month, it's going to go up on the wall, up, go up on, you know, a post to open to the account. 
Um, but it's that you know, you're paying for the pre-release to see it early. Yeah. Uh, but all my stuff, all my stuff's open, one subscription price. Um, and I, <laughs> I am, I am very versatile in content and in what I do. Um, so the, there's some that's, that's kind of more vanilla, very little of that. I tend to either, um, have very like dominant aggressive stuff or, um, like, especially with my solo stuff where the, where the toy play is, is tends more towards kink, um, sounding large toys, depth play, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'm versatile. So I either top or bottom, sometimes we switch, we flip in videos. Mm. Um, but it usually, it's usually more like dominant aggressive kind of stuff, whether I'm the top or the bottom. Um, but so most of my top stuff is very, like, very, like, physically dominate and and aggressive and then my bottom stuff is is similar but with me on bottom so just to say that about you bottoming so are you like an aggressive bottom or are you one are you saying that the top is being aggressively dominant to you yeah so i'm i am a very dominant aggressive top but i'm a very very submissive kind of greedy bottom so like one of us is getting pinned down and pounded and hopefully going to scream um, it's just a matter of who that's going to be. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I imagine your, your flip fuck scenes are pretty extreme. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They can go one direction to the other quickly. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, it's quite, quite a good surprise for the, for the audience. Like, you know, I thought that person was top. Oh my God, he's not. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like he, he can give and he can take a beating because normally like an aggressive top wouldn't be able to take a pound and either it'd be like a fragile bottom (laughs) yeah i mean you you would think that but like there are definitely videos uh, you know on my wall where like i am extremely dominant extremely aggressive you know i've got the bottom pinned down he's screaming and then there's videos on my wall with you know some of um like really big dick top who's just got me you know moaning like a little whore and it's (laughs) You, know, you get to see both perspectives of it. <laughs> that was quite good. All right, about the audience now we're into gay content. I'm like, oh my god, like this sounds sounds amazing. Um, actually, while we're on the subject of your content, how much is it to subscribe? Um, it kind of depends on the platform. So, like OnlyFans is uh four ninety nine a month. That's, um, so that's I keep OnlyFans. Your... Yeah, so I, I keep OnlyFans nice and cheap. Um, yeah. Part of that is because we all know that OnlyFans has, you know, restrictions and, you know, like what you can post there is limited. Stuff comes down all the time. Um, yeah. So just just for fans is I keep it seven ninety nine, um, but that's because just for fans is much more stable. I can post everything there. Um, I don't have the same problems. You know, OnlyFans you subscribe there. I can't promise you that the same video you're going to see today is going to be there tomorrow because they might take it down. Um, we've all had these problems with OnlyFans. So I, I made the decision to keep that lower because their platform is mm. not as reliable. No uh, one's ever actually said that before. Um, th- they've said I don't have problems prices. calling people out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's cool. No yeah. one's ever actually expressed that they, that that's a limiting factor of OnlyFans and you know, dropping their price to compensate for that. So that's good. So the content that's on Just for Fans, um, what's different that you'd post there compared to your OnlyFans? So just for fans is less restrictive on some of the stuff. So like um, I have to edit out any kind of like really aggressive verbal stuff that goes on to, onto OnlyFans, you know, 
I can't, I can't be as verbal with, you know, if I'm, if I'm the top, I can't tell the you know bottom to shut up and take it, you little whore, um, because OnlyFans can and has taken that step down. Yeah. Um, just for fans is much less restrictive on that stuff. So um, there's less editing that goes into the stuff that's on, only, on just for fans. Um, and then some of it too is, is the, the people that I collaborate with. So um, yeah, I've got, a, I've got several of people that I filmed with who aren't on OnlyFans um, because of the issues that OnlyFans has had. So that whole like um, consent form, struggle that we that we deal with um it's much harder for me to get the get it uploaded onto only fans so you'll see some content on just for fans that is i don't want to no say exclusive else. but it's not on it's not on only fans so um, i actually talked about this on the the last podcast i done um where only fans really dislike forms they're like yeah that form's fine we'll use that and then next time they're like nah it's not good enough it's like you gave me the form this was yours. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that's why, so I know you and I talked about this on, in a, one of our group chats. Like yeah, wild, I don't this. actually, I don't use the OnlyFans form. Um, Pornhub, Pornhub put out a form that is what I use because it's, it, it has been very successful across the board um, mm. with every site that I've tried using it on that they're happy with the Pornhub form. Um, Pornhub has actually since taken it down, but I still have, I fortunately downloaded the form. Um, Hmm. And and that's the only way that I can consistently make sure that this stuff gets uploaded because exactly like you said, I tried using I've tried using the OnlyFans form, and you know, so one day they'll take it, the next day they won't, and then you you're trying to chase down this person that you collaborated with and be like, you know, hey, so they won't accept my form. Can I get you to fill out another form? And it's, you know, that's a lot to ask from somebody to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, we fucked once, but I need you to fill out this extra legal paperwork because, you know, yeah, it is. It's understandable that the site has to do it, but they need to pick a form and stick with it, <laughs> you know. And they they have apparently got a new thing. Someone got pulled up uh, about some content, and they sent her a link, and she could send that link to other people, and they could just agree and upload their ID photo and their photo to that link direct. There was no form needed. And I was like, how come I've never heard anyone else get this? And then some people still get informed. Some people get in this. It's all all different across the board. Yeah. So just for fans actually does that um, in lieu of in lieu of uploading consent documents. You can actually um, type in like a uh, you can give only or you can give just for fans either a phone number or an email address, and they'll do that. They'll send the link on That's your great. behalf, and it's and it's. I've actually had it had um, one of the people I collaborated do do that, where it just text them and, and ask them a whole bunch of questions. They have to upload a picture of their ID, do it, take a selfie. Um, and they can do it all right from, from a text message. Um, and then, or from the link through the email. That's and so it cool. does, it does eliminate that, that form, but that's only for the just for fans platform. So like, you know, if I film with somebody who's, you know, they're on OnlyFans, but they're not on just for fans or for my fans or rough fuck club. Now, you know, I can get them approved with that through just for fans, but that doesn't apply. That now I can't, I still can't upload it to the other platforms that I'm on. So, yeah, I mean, that's why it's easier just to just model these form everyone you can, you can really. Once you've got it on yeah. file, you've got it on file. Um, yeah, so I bet you now fans like, I, I don't want to know about forms, I want to know about naughty stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so I know full well that 
you have a dick piercing. I do have a dick piercing. Yep. Yeah. How long you had that? Uh, I have had that for about a mm, almost a year. I got it in September. What made you get so, that? So I've always really liked the aesthetics of a Prince Albert. Um, hmm. I just I've always thought it looked looked really good. I'd never actually seen one in person. Um, it was always like pictures, videos, okay. you know, on the internet. And I'd never seen one, but I really liked it. Um, so I got, I got one. Yeah. Um, I just decided I was gonna, gonna do it. And um, it was funny because like five months after I got mine, I met the first person, first person that actually had one. Um, so I got to see one in person that wasn't my own. Yeah, I, I've I've um, seen one in person, and sure, they're not as like as, as you can imagine. But it's just was it not painful? Does it not cause any awkwardness or uncomfortableness or anything? So it it didn't. People laugh at me all the time when I say this. It didn't hurt. Um, it there was a little pinch, and that was about it. The worst, honestly, the worst part of the Prince Albert piercing was um, they put a receiving tube down the urethra. Yeah that they pierce into um and so it's it's a big hollow sounding rod um, hold on sounding so, anyway so they pierce from the outside in yep i thought they'd put the needle down and jab out nope so they oh. take they take a they take a hollow tube so it's a sounding rod it's just hollow and they stuff it down inside um and it's angled on the end so that when they stuff the needle in the tube catches it and um then what they'll do is on the back end of the needle, they thread the bar, mm. pull it all through, and then put the balls on the end and you're done. Um, I, I did not picture that. I thought it'd be the other way around. Like, I'd be worried yeah. if it missed and went through. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why that's why you have the hollow rod in there, mm. so that they, they have something to aim for. Um, and honestly, that was the, the least comfortable part, but I'm into sounding. So it was more of like, don't get hard, don't get hard, don't get hard. Um, then, oh, this is this is really uncomfortable. So yeah, it, for me, it was more like just mentally trying not to get an erection while this piercer had my dick in his hand and was trying to stuff a needle through it. I used to have my belly button pierced. No. Well, so some people get really nervous about it. Um, when because my piercing is also a little bit larger than average um it's all based off of um the size of the head of your penis and like where the connective tissue lines up i thought you were just bragging then i've got to have a bigger one because i've got a bigger one no no, it's it's based off of where the connective tissue is um Mm. and so like my ring is a little bit bigger than than average so people see it and they're like i don't know that i can handle that or i don't want you know that's not going to go inside of me so i do have to take it out sometime Mm. um sometimes but a lot of times I can convince people to at least give it a try. And then they find out that it's really not that terrible going in and it feels really good when it's inside. Oh, um, happy so days. I do take it out. I do take it out sometimes, but when possible, I try to encourage people to at least give it a shot. Um, and, and I, so I wear a captive bead ring, which is a little bit harder to get out. Um, so if I don't have my pliers with me, I have to use a, a set of pliers to, to pry the, the ring open to pull the bar the ball out. Um, if I don't have the pliers with me, it's much more difficult for me to get it out. I can, but I have to really want to fuck you to do it. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll be honest, it was quite a long time ago. I contemplated getting a frenum piercing, which is obviously nothing compared to a PA. 
But with a frenum, it's obviously a weaker bit of skin. And I just thought, if I end up ripping my banjo cord, I mean, not trying to toot my own trumpet, but I have a beautiful looking penis and I just don't want to ruin it. <laughs> right. No, that's right. You know, but the frenum, I just thought, just two little ball bearings on either side of the uh, the banjo. I was like, that, that looks nice. That looks funky. But at least with the PA, you've got like a sturdy bit of meat that holds that in place, you know. Yeah, until you get to the larger gauges. Um, and I'm not, I'm intentionally not going to go too big. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of people who, who they just keep gauging up and, and getting a thicker and thicker ring until that actually separates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've met a couple people that have, like they used to have Prince Alberts, but they don't anymore because it's, it's split all the way. And so they're the ones that look going. like it's, it's like a snake jaw or the predator yes. face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, um, no. So that's why we don't go too big on the gauge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Learn something new every day. All right. So we actually have quite a few fan questions, don't we? And we the first get, one is actually to do with your your piercing, uh, which is do you do you remove it when you top? Um, and as you've said, very rarely. Yeah. So I, I mean, I do. Um, and like if I'm, especially if I'm going somewhere, a sex party, or I'm going to collaborate, I'll bring my pliers with me mm-hmm. um, very specifically so that if somebody's uncomfortable with it, I can just take it out and it's not a big deal. Um, but like when I can encourage somebody to give it a try, I, I do just because it's, it's a different experience and it's something that it's uncommon enough that you might not run into it again for, you know, five, 10 years. So why not give it a try while you have the opportunity? That's a good point, actually. You know, just give it a go. Take it off your bucket list. <laughs> Even if it's not on your yeah. bucket list, it's something new. Um, okay, so number two, do a lot of clients request bareback sex? So when this is saying clients, I'm going to take a stab and say, is it that a relation to escort and do you escort? So I, I don't strictly escort. Um, I do like you know, like the private events, um, mm. I guess you could, you know, expand that into say escorting. Um, so you're probably saying when you're uh, at an event, if you're just kind of in the mood and there's an opportunity that arises, you're probably like, yeah, that person's hot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So like, you know, if the opportunity arises or if I'm working the event and the, the client, you know, says, Hey, you know, we'd like to take this from visual and entertaining to sexual and, you know, okay have you have you stay a little bit extra time like you know whatever sure um but yeah the answer for the vast majority of scenarios yes the the ask has been for for bareback okay Um, so so in that situation um obviously perhaps out there as a miracle drug do you say okay because you know or do you go no it's a conversation point um i'm not opposed to it i um but it is a conversation point. Um, yeah. We do have to have the conversation of status at that point, um, which some people are comfortable with, some people are not. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go there unless we're, you know, we have that conversation. And, and you can only trust people as far as, you know, mm. as far as you can trust them. But, um, you know, we at least have the conversation of, you know, what the status is when last time somebody was tested. Um, I have all of my testing accessible through my, my doctor's website so i can you know i can prove my status um that's really cool because they don't have that over here yet where they do on certain things 
but it that's through your doctor yeah yeah so yeah. through through my my doctor's website like i can i can go and i can access all of my laboratory results i can access all of my health record um so like if you know if push comes to shove or like you know if we were going to film together i could just pull up my my lap you know my last visit with my doctor and here's all the labs like i'd also be showing you my hemoglobin levels and my you know um liver function tests and whatever else he did but um that's awesome. you'd be able to see what the what the std tests you know come back as so um that, that's yeah, really I, that's really good that'd be that's that's game changing in the uk it's kind of like right i've had to get them done i've had to email ahead and i've had to here's a pdf but if you're literally like i will log in now that can't that can't be faked is what right. i'm getting at is a yep. lot of people can bullshit and yeah. you're just like no this is legit that's the date yeah. of it Here, here's here's the the hallmarkhealth.org website that you can you know that's who, that's who my doctor's through and like here's my login portal and here's you know here's the lab results it on the official website um so yeah it's it you can't fake it um and it's you know we we at least have the conversation and then i make a make an informed decision before i i do have have bareback sex with somebody yeah okay cool move on to the next one uh so what caused you to pursue this and they've kind of worded it wrong um i'll reword it for you has it ever been awkward for you so what's pursued you to get into the content creation and has it ever been awkward so this is one that people find find funny and I've, i've had people call bullshit on this one before um so the whole reason that I started my Instagram account and started doing OnlyFans is that I have very bad body dysmorphia. Um, when I started working out, I was 110 pounds, um, about the size of a toothpick, no muscle definition. I was, I'm five seven, I'm five foot seven. So 110 pounds is ridiculously light. Um, and when I look in a mirror, that's still what I see. I'm, I'm still five foot seven, but I'm 190 pounds now. Um, so there's an 80 pound difference, but I don't see it. Um, so one of the things that, or one of the reasons that I started to do Instagram, do OnlyFans was, um, other people see the difference and other people, um, definitely appreciate what they see. Um, so for me, it's the positive reinforcement of, even though I don't see it, if somebody else, you know, if enough other people are telling me that what they see is not what I see, um, it tells me that my pers- my perspective is off and it helps me to you know remember that i am making progress even if i can't see it or i can't identify it um so that was really the primary reason that i started was positive reinforcement of um you know what i can't see or what i can't identify and then i also have a little bit of an exhibitionist streak so you know i kind of get off on people watching me fuck other people um or get fucked and uh you know so kind of the two of those lend themselves very readily to the you know the the content creating kind of profession um so yeah yeah. i i actually um agree with you with the whole because i I, used to the fitness influencer thing i felt still then there's a lot of pressure but that kind of made me a little bit more accepting like oh i am actually in shape but when it got onto the sexual side i have never been more comfortable with myself you know i just think are you like me do you feel more comfortable completely naked or in clothes it depends on the environment but i'm very comfortable naked yeah i'm I, i'm very comfortable naked yeah 
I don't know. I think I never just used to be <laughs> fully exposed, but you're like, I don't, I don't know. That's me, but I just think um, the the comments you get from doing sex work, it's kind of it, people don't notice the little lumps and bumps. It's like they go, "Good physique, nice dick, happy days." Instead of in the fitness influence, it's the influence side. It's like they'll get little details, and you're like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And like I, I used to be I used to be the guy that would go to the beach in, in like very long shorts, wear a t-shirt. I wouldn't take my clothes off, you know. And then and now I'm, you know, whatever the smallest bikini brief I can put on is is what I'm, you know, wearing, unless it's a nude beach, and then I'm 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 in my birthday suit. Um but but yeah, no, it's, to, to your point, like it's in the fitness side of side of it, which I kind of I, I tread that middle ground um, because I am a bodybuilder. I am, I am more muscular. Um, people do get very nitpicky about some of the stuff like proportions or, um, you know, if you're lopsided or you're like, you know, traps are underdeveloped or, you know, people will point that out and that's in some ways good, but it's that, that is a, a different perspective than the, um, the content creating side of it where you're, you know, just porn. Like, are you a good body? You know, do you have a good body and do you fuck well? Yeah. <laughs> exactly all right um oh straight into it how many times do you masturbate per week slash day well that depends usually almost always at least once a day um so seven times a week at a minimum um but there are definitely days where four or five times um God. but but that's also like so the question doesn't account for the number of times that i have sex in a week as well so it's like all right so how many know, times do you come in a week <laughs> yeah so so like that's the thing is it's seven at a minimum probably i mean that that, that maximum gets a little squishy because like um so two weeks ago i i was with this guy and i came seven times in one night so like oh my god i mean he was hot but i just had it you know good little bottom and it was it was fun um but so you know seven to 30 <laughs> god i'm i'm envious i mean they might have heard it before on here i don't know but i am the reverse pringle once i pop i do stop there's there's nothing more you're getting out of me oh <laughs> i could probably do two in a day but i've got to have a hell of a break and it won't be i'll have a wang clear because i ain't got no drive but i could like do a scene and then do a scene later and obviously the person is stimulating me visually and physically. But yeah, if I've had a tug that day, I ain't popping another one out. I don't want to. I'll be like... No, get, give me like two minutes in a glass of water. I'm good. Sometimes <sighs> not even the two minutes. I can just... The, especially if I'm with somebody that I'm, that I'm actually legitimately attracted to, mm. I can just roll from one to another. To a, Usually by the third one, I need to stop because I, I, sw I sweat a lot. So usually, like if I do three in a row, I, I need water. I need a, uh, you know, need to rehydrate before you get for a, a snack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get those electrolytes then, in. And then, uh, so so one of the um, people I filmed with, uh, definitely that Jason, um, our, one of our videos is live now. Um, but he and he and I actually like went six times in a row. Um, we did three consecutive, no break. Stopped, grabbed some water did two more times, stopped, 
took had a snack, jumped in the shower, and then while we were showering off, like you know, I set up the cameras and we did a third round uh, or a seventh round, sixth round. But um, yeah, no, it's like that's if I'm a really talent. attracted to somebody, it's I can just keep going. That, that's a talent. That's a skill. <laughs> that that that's impressive. Right on to the next question, which is like the most face palmy question you could have got. You know the one I'm yeah. It's just horny question mark. So the answer is no. Um, mm. I actually, so it's funny. I actually get this one a lot, like a lot, a lot, like like way too much. Yeah. Um, people, I get a lot of messages a day. I, I, I've only got like 17,000 followers on, on Instagram and I get probably a hundred of these, a, you know, a day where it's, you know, are you horny? Like, let's jerk off together. Mm. I can guarantee you that if you're asking me that, I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's like it's the inappropriate ones as well. That's inappropriate, but they're the ones where it's like you post on your story, like, "Oh, I'm really unwell today, having a day in bed," and then they're like, "I know how to make you feel better. I could suck your dick." I'm like, oh, that's not what I want to hear, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't, no, no. It's like, oh, I don't know what it is. It's like me nan's in hospital. Just... Oh well, you're really horny though. Fucking yeah. weirdo. Leave me alone. <laughs> Like just because I'm a sex worker doesn't mean that I'm horny twenty four seven. Like, you know, like I'm if I'm at work, I'm mm. not horny. Like I might be on Instagram if I'm at work because my job allows me that. But um, I'm I'm probably not horny. I, I'm and like let's be honest, I'm not going to jerk off with you on a on a video call unless you're willing to pay a fair amount of money for it because I just that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. <laughs> But people yeah. ask all the time. It's when you get the um, the the you can get the video calls, can't you, through Instagram? And you just get them out of the blue, and I'm like, "Excuse me, <laughs> I'm trying to watch Netflix here. Leave me alone." <laughs> right. It's, yeah. The the most awkward one was while I was it, so I'm I have a partner. Um, it's I don't advertise it, but I don't hide it. We um, we have certain rules that we abide by namely that like i'm not allowed to post pictures of us on social media um okay. and, and we're very open about what i do and and it's all with you know consent and approval and uh, you know in the relationship but um like i was driving down the road and i use i you know have my phone up mounted on the dashboard like a lot of people do and uh i'm using it to navigate and my sister-in-law is in the back seat and i'm driving along and all of a sudden i get an instagram call from you know I forget what the name is, but it's like Dick Sucker 69 or some ridiculous name. And I'm like, just like the, my partner and I both go for the phone at the same time and just slap it down under the floorboard. It's <laughs> like, nope, <laughs> rip it out of the, rip it out of the USB socket. I'm like, why would you, no, don't, do not, like, do not, like, just video call me out of the blue. I will block you. Yeah. That is not okay. Yeah. So, if, if anyone here wants to do a video call with someone, ask first. And, it's uh, like it's like if you're going to grab my dick, consent first. Yeah. <laughs> and if exactly. I say no, that's the end of the conversation. Ooh, here's an interesting one, uh, and something that I really wanted to discuss actually, and uh, not just with you, but just in general with anyone on here. Uh, how often should you get tested for STIs? Is it after a time period, routine checkup, number of partners? And do you share your STI status prior to sex? Which obviously we've answered that last one. Okay. So, I mean, 
my entering argument to this is I'm not a doctor and I'm not a medical professional, um, nor, you know, so take it for what it is. I, so I get tested every three months, regardless. Um, it's part of, because I'm on prep, that's part of the, the, the deal. Um, so every three months I get a full STD panel or a full STI panel. Then if I'm going to do a major event, so like I'm, I'm coming over to the UK in, in May at the end of the month, um, I have an appointment set up at the, the beginning of the month to do a set of tests before I come over. Um, so if I'm going to do you know, a major event or a major like trip, I'm going to get tested before and then I'm going to get tested after. Uh, anytime there's a question, I get tested. Um, you know, if it, if something itches or tingles a little, or, you know, something, you know, strange color comes out, like I, I go and get tested. Um, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I link it to a number of partners, um, but certainly like I'm more of a time kind of guy. So every three months, you know, and then definitely if there's any question whatsoever, um, if, if, somebody that I was with contacts me and says, Hey, I, I think I have, or, Hey, I got, I'm going to get tested for, like, I'm, I'm making the appointment right then to go get my own tests done. Um, so I'm, I might be conservative on that. Um, I know people to get tested once a year and are perfectly happy with that. Um, it's, I think that's a personal decision, but I, I would encourage, especially if you're having a lot of sex <laughs> that, you know, you set some kind of a routine up like that. I think that's actually a very good response because um, you don't always film. You you could go periods of time without, couldn't you? Yep. Yeah, you're yeah, you're a, you're a bulk filmer, aren't you? So yes, um, not necessarily by choice. Boston has very few content creators um, or very few serious content creators. There's a lot, there's a lot of people that have you know one or two videos out um, or they're okay filming, but they don't have their own account. Um, so for me to be able to film with anybody that, that like I can get, you know, kind of a, a real collaboration with where we're, you know, maybe sharing different um, fan bases or maybe, you know, we both have accounts. Um, I have to travel. So yeah. I do. Hence you coming you know, to the UK. <laughs> yeah, right. Hence me coming over to the UK um, or, or like my Dallas trip or my New York City mm. trip. Um, and because I'm traveling, because I'm, I'm incurring the expense of, of plane tickets or train tickets and hotels and all that stuff, I try to make it make as, as many videos with that single expense as I can. Um, it's, it's a business, right? So I can write all of that, everything off against mm. the, the business. I can you know, write it off against my income taxes. Um, but I, I try to make it as cost effective as possible. So if I'm going to travel, if I'm going to pay for the plane ticket, and I'm going to pay for the hotel room. I might as well, you know, try and book, you know, a few, you know, as many collaborations in there as I can, um, mm. which does have its risk if we go back to the previous question. But, uh, you know, of, of, you know STI well, tests and number of partners. But you have that conversation of, um, you know, hey, we're going to film together. Like, look, I'm, I, I, I'm you know, negative. I'm, I'm clear of all STIs. FYI, I'm filming with other people. You're, you know, the fourth person I'm filming with on this trip, or you know, you're the first person I'm filming with on this trip. Like, you just let the person know, and and I have yet to run into an issue with it. I was going to uh, say, if anything, though, because it sounds worse, but I think it's actually safer um, because everyone you film with, again, you'll be asking them for their search, so they'll be yep. normally like what it tends to be in the UK. It tends to be within four weeks people want a cert within four weeks of you filming so if every person that you're shooting within that bulk long weekend yeah however you know 
they're all going to be sorted. You're going to be sorted. And then you'll be checked afterwards as well. If anything, I see that as probably safer than someone who just gets tested that over six weeks films with six people. Yep. You know yeah. And that's why, like, I don't have any, I don't have any kind of shame about, you know, like I'm coming over to the UK. I think I've got nine people lined up right now, maybe 10 um, over the course of the five days that I'm there. So like, you know, you're yes, going to be exhausted. <laughs> that's a lot of people in a short period of time, but at the same time, like if, if all of us are tested, if all of us are, you know, sharing you know, our shirts and, and, and showing, you know, like, look, we're all, you know, we're all clear. We're all, you know, um, either negative or non-detectable or whatever our, you know, our statuses are. Um, that's, you know, that is in my mind a lot safer than somebody who, you know, is randomly hooking up or, you know, kind of doing mm -hmm. it over a longer period because there's, there's greater risk there. Um, yeah. so it's not safe, you know, it's not the safest possible method because you, you know, obviously using condoms and, and abstaining from sex is the most safe, but, um, I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> I'm not going to abstain. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> workers who don't have sex don't make much money <laughs> yeah. well personally like you're saying then you know, um they're the safer options even though i get tested i still i use condoms still um yep. so anyone who thinks oh it's getting poor and you have to bear back you don't because i have actually never had a negative comment um i've only ever had a couple messages about it and it's actually been oh that's quite nice to see <laughs> you know it's actually yeah. been so you know, to some people, um, like I know people who put a condom on and they'll just go as limp as anything. You know, so they can't actually use them because they can't maintain an erection anyway. But um, yeah, so, you know, for those who are thinking, oh, there's a lot of risks, there's another way to minimise it. Right. Um, Condoms, by the way, are very hard to use with a with a Prince Albert. Uh, I was they're not impossible, but, but, but it is harder. Is um, it? I actually have, yeah, I actually have some specific brands of condoms that i buy that are less likely to tear oh, um, so it's got like it, a little pocket at the end <laughs> so so one of them um i'm not gonna say the brand name for it but it's um it uses a like a, a hexagonal um grid and so like instead of just a smooth rubber it's it's actually like gridded out um, yeah. and the idea is that it provides more flexibility and angular um control so that it will hug the ring so that the ring itself isn't sliding against the rubber to create friction to to, to wear it out okay. um they're not specifically designed for piercings but they they do work very well for piercings um, oh, interesting yeah. for those who who have never heard about that before who have a piercing and want to find one there you go yep. all right we have another question this one came in late didn't it have yeah. you ever filmed and then not used the content because it was terrible bad too short etc Okay, so the disclaimer on this one is that the person who asked me this question actually already knows the answer. Um, <laughs> okay. The, uh, so, kind of, but not really. Um, so I, I have, there is a video that was just not really very good at all. Um, and OnlyFans took it down after it was posted for a week and I did not repost it because it was just, you know, it didn't receive very good um, feedback on it, and uh, it's better that way. Um, there's also another video. Hold on, before you move on, can you not elaborate uh, on that? So, it was very early on in my in my filming, um, 
somebody it was it was not a collaboration it was somebody said you can film us fucking um and it was just one of those kind of it wasn't very hot it wasn't very like it was pretty vanilla um i was new to the videoing thing so mm. the, the camera angles were bad the lighting was terrible not that like my lighting here is great but i'm in an office building so i'm doing doing what i can um but the like the the lighting was terrible. The, the the camera angles were bad. It was just not a good video overall. And you could tell that there wasn't really chemistry between us per mm -hmm. se. Um, and that's one of the things that I commonly get, get comments on with my videos is like, there's really good chemistry with most of the people that I film with. This was definitely an exception to that. Um, so I let okay. that video die. Um, there's a second one where, and this is where the comment came, actually came from. Um, I met this, I, I was collaborating with this guy um, who had a very small following, um, which is fine, right? We all start somewhere. And uh, so I rented the hotel room. Dude was like an hour and a half late for the collaboration. Um, and we got there. He was supposed to be a top. He was supposed to be this big, big dick top that was like total stud and you know, college age. Um, so we started filming and within like five minutes, the dude got off and uh -huh. he came and he was like, well, I'm not going to be able to get hard again. Like, well, we're five minutes in <laughs> and that is not enough for me to put on for a video. All of my videos are at least 15 minutes, maybe, maybe like 13, um, depending on editing, but I like, so if I, I don't knock off the two, mm, some people I actually. Well, somebody called me out on it, but um, like I don't, I don't post a video under ten minutes. I don't see a point in it, um, unless it's like me flexing in a locker room and it's a thirty-second clip. Like mm. I'm not going to post a five-minute fuck video and call that you know sufficient. So like, dude and I had a real quick conversation of like, look, man, you're going to bottom, or you're going to get your dick hard again because this isn't like this isn't going to work. Um, and so this top decided that he was going to play verse for the video. Um, and so we full fucked. Uh, the video came out to be like 11 minutes, you know, 12 minutes total. He was having a really hard time bottoming. So I, I kind of took pity on him. Um, but that was before the edit. We had like, we had like 12, 12 or 14 minutes of total footage. And then we had to like edit it down. Um, so it was very short. And what I ended up having to do was, um, I'll, and I'll let this secret out. I always film from multiple angles um, with at least two angles. Okay, I know what you've done. So what I did is I stacked the footage, one on top of the other, and then I took and I cut, you know, the, the video of like the three minutes where he was fucking me before he came. I cut that from one and then I cut that from the other and I inserted it. So it looks like he fucked me for six minutes when it really, it was just one angle and then the other angle. Um, oh. So that's how I got a full video out of not. Um, yeah. So like most of my videos, if, if you see them, they're actually going to look very similar to, to our setup right here, where there'll be a, a primary view. And then I'll show a second view in the corner from a different angle. Um, to kind of like give you the okay you know here's my ass and then here's you know a side view of it or something like that depending on you know what 
what's going on at the time. Yeah, I quite um, like stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it gives you a couple of different angles, and then like, like, like a lot of times I'll try and do if I can have like three or four angles. You know, the the come shots will be like you get all all of the angles at the same time or something like that. Oh wow! Um, it just depends on depends like on. Yeah, it just depends on how much I can like how many angles I can actually get filming from. Um, so you know, the uh, it's it's kind of neat. It's kind of different. Mm. Um, but it gets you, you know, gets you that different footage. Or if you have somebody who's, you know, going to come really fast and you <laughs> yeah, can, you can cheat, you can cheat a little. <laughs> yeah, so that's because you, with your Spielberg ways of filming, you've got all these angles going on. <laughs> it's coming in handy. Yeah, no, it, it can. All right, then. So we are going to end it there. But before we do, I just want to see if you have any things to say that you want to say to anyone, to the listeners, to fans you've already got, to potential fans, you know, coming forward. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So, you know, I I guess the first thing, I, and, and I've heard other people on your podcast kind of say the same thing, like, like I'm very grateful for my fans. Um, you know, they, it's obviously we couldn't do what we do without them. Um, so that, you know, I am very appreciative of the support of everybody that, you know, that follows me, that subscribes. Um, it's, it's very, you know, comforting and, and it's very, um, encouraging when I get, you know, a lot of these positive comments and, and stuff from them and, and see the, the numbers of subscribers either like staying the same or going up and that's, you know, it's all very, very cool. Um, so I, I very much appreciate and understand like, you know, I, I came from, from a very poor background, so I I understand what, you know, five bucks a month or eight bucks a month means to some people. So I, I am very appreciative when you know, people do subscribe from that. Um, and so that's like, my fans are awesome. I love it when I'm out in public and, you know, whether it's at the club or, you know, at a bar or even a restaurant and someone comes up and goes, Hey, are, are you, are you Boston Chuck? Like, like that for me is kind of cool. Um, funny short story dark room in a club in new york city i was fucking this person and like someone comes up behind me goes dude are you boston chalk i follow you on instagram i'm like okay really nice to meet you thanks for coming up this might not be the best time um but (laughs) you know um so it is really cool in in a lot of ways when people come up to us and say hi and like recognize and, and and acknowledge that I would ask people to, you know, maybe consider appropriate timing. Um, you know, if I'm with my grandmother, maybe not call me out for being a content creator. If I'm falls deep in somebody's ass, maybe you know, like let me finish first. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, like it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I just I look forward to making content, making more content, and and uh, connecting with more more uh, viewers and subscribers, and we'll see where this whole thing goes. All right, that was brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on today. Um, all right, well, hopefully everyone enjoyed that and we will, you can hear us next week. All right, tune in. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody.